Welcome back to the Your Journey to Happiness podcast. My name is Angela Quibelli, and today is season one, episode nine, a new leg to my journey. Okay, it is, what is today, February 22nd, I believe. Yes, February 22nd, I'm on my, I'm driving back to New York from Virginia. Um, I spent about three and a half weeks or so with my son. Um, we had a great time, did some good things, and I have to actually drive back to New York because my my uh, my little dog is having surgery this week. So I want to make sure that's all done properly and help my little girl recover. So I want to give you an update. I apologize for for not um, uh, producing a podcast since since I guess it was what January 31st. No, no, January. Yeah, January 31st or something like that. But I've been super busy um, because I, I I started a new leg to my journey to happiness. Uh, or to my happiness journey because I'm already happy. It's not about getting somewhere to be happy, right? Um, so I did start a new leg to my journey. And what it is is, and I'm excited about it. And uh, actually my son, is, is he's part of it too, my older boy. Um, I decided to to um to uh take a new journey and it's it's involving financial education so it's a, it's an intense program online um that i'm learning about um finances and uh and it's, it's really helping me tremendously it's exciting my son's my son is my older boy is also doing it too and um you know it's probably a two-month process but it's very exciting very time consuming you know very intense and uh, that's why I've been, that was a big reason why I was super busy this, these last three weeks because I just started it um, like two weeks ago. But Virginia was good. It was cold like crazy. Uh, I had left New York the day before that first sto- snowstorm in New York. I think it was February 1st, and uh, which was good. But then I got hit with a little bit of snow, you know, on the drive, February 1st. And then it snowed a couple times in Virginia. It was cold, a lot of days. 32 degrees or less, you know, icy patches. I definitely couldn't ride the motorcycle. And even when, even like the one or two days that it was like 45, 48, you know, the sun was out and, you know, you, the your first impression is, or well, my first impression was, well, maybe I'll take a ride today. But you know what? Number one, there was still relatively icy patches or they were melted now. They're wet. You know, they put salt down. That's not smart. Plus, uh, plus, frankly, and plus, I was so cold because most of the time it was like 32 degrees. I was cold the whole time I was in Virginia. Honestly, I was freezing. So, you know, last thing I wanted to do was get on a motorcycle. You know, even on a relatively nice day, and you know, being the cold wind. You know, I didn't want to do that. It just, I just didn't want to do it. It was crazy. Uh, I saw some other guys riding, and you know, God bless them. But you know. Honestly, less than 50 degrees is it's not fun for me. It really isn't. So I didn't get to ride the bike. I got to look at it, but I didn't get to ride it. Uh, but we did have some good times. But again, it was cold as hell. I was with my uh, my uh, my big my older dog, um, spending some one-on-one time with her. But you know, she's not an apartment dog. My son has a small apartment, so one bedroom, which was tight for me, him. I'm sleeping on the couch with you know my dog. It was tight, and uh, frankly, he couldn't. We all couldn't wait to like uh, part our ways uh, this morning. 
you know, because my dog was depressed as hell, just sitting there on the top of the couch and look, looking out the window, you know, and here I am walking down three flights of stairs like five times a day to Walker. You know, back in New York, on Long Island, my house there, first of all, I, pl- I have nice, a decent amount of room. I have a third of an acre, so a decent-sized backyard. And I had that doggy door on the lower level that my dogs could just walk out whenever they want, and it's so nice. You know, and I forgot how annoying it is to actually walk a dog. So <laughs> so that was a little bit of a chore. You know, it's probably good exercise for me, and I was, like, doing a stairmaster five times a day, right? Um... But, but it was a good time. Yeah, I mean, it was a good time. We, we, we accomplished a lot. Uh, again, my son, you know, it's his second month now trading. Last month, he made like 1300 This month, I think he's well over 1000 again. Um, you know, and the month's not over. And actually, tomorrow is a big trading day. Tomorrow is uh, a new option. Uh, Friday, the option, the February 19th option's expired. Uh, so money's all freed up now. For, you know, for those of us who didn't get put any stock, in other words, we didn't have to buy stocks that we made promises on or the puts that we sold. So now our money, our equity is freed up plus the profit we made, right? So now we ha- all have more money to, to trade with tomorrow if we want to, if we see some trades we like. And the nice thing about this is there's always trades you could do. You can make it, like I said, anywhere from 7% on your money to 33%. There's always something. It's, it's up to your comfort level. You know, when I first started doing this eight months ago, I, I was, I knew I could make 10% standing on my head. Now, it's easy to make 20%. You know, Friday I did some trades, I made 26%. So it's it now, it's easy to do 20%, making 20% standing on my head. So it's just a matter of your comfort level and how much you, you know, how much you want to bet, how much you want to make. It's just such a nice thing, it really is. So tomorrow, you know, we both get to trade tomorrow because tomorrow is the start of the new expiration period the new monthly expiration period for options which is now a march 19 expiration okay so so still in the month of february we're still going to make money you know so he's he's on on he's on board for making i think over two thousand dollars now since you know january 1st i mean and now that's the that's what his bills are his bills are about eighteen hundred dollars figure maybe two thousand with food right so, that, so now he knows he can pay his bills. Again, I still want to help him out. I want to let him build up a little bit. But probably, honestly, in a couple of months, uh, I may, you know, I'm probably going to have to have him start paying, you know, maybe his car, his car insurance, or, or, or his rent, whatever, you know, or both. You know, either way, pretty soon he's going to be, he knows he'll be able to do that, pay his bills, and have extra money to keep trading with, to keep building his cash wealth. So I'm excited for him. Uh, we both started studying um, together for this uh, this this new well mainly journey. Like it's, it's really a journey for him too. I guess he's not you know admitting it, but it's it's a new journey for both of us. It's a financial journey, and um, so we both were studying pretty hard at that, which was good. So that that was a nice part for the last three weeks. Um, and what else? What else? Oh, and you know what? I was excited for him because in this financial um, uh, program that we're t- we're, we're studying this online program um you know it's it's kind of for him it's new exposure as far as like iras roth iras you know just in like investing in general and then it's a lot of it's over our head like annuities and all this other stuff right so you know for me you know i already i already have ira an ira i already have a roth ira so i know the difference in all that and the advantages and disadvantages blah 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 and but i'm excited though that for him 
he did have a small amount of earned income uh, from last year, even with COVID and his little BS job at, at this uh, the YMCA he was working at. He, um, he, I think he made like $3,800, $3,814, right? So he just, on the other day, he, because I said to him, and I think he, he, like, he read about it in the program too, so he, under, he understands a little bit about it, and I reinforced the benefits of it. So he started a Roth IRA for himself. As long as you have earned income, which is like W-2 income, um, income from if you have your own business, something like that, uh, it's not from unemployment. It's not from Social Security, which I actually I thought it was, but it's not. Not in the study program. I realize it's not Social Security income. It's not earned income. Um, but I, I thought, because I had thought any income that you pay you pay taxes on is considered in income. But even though Social Security, you're taxed on it, it's not con- considered earned income. I didn't know that. So yeah, so I learned something new this week. But anyway, the point is, so he was able to start a Roth IRA. And at his age at 23, that's huge. You know, and and you could only like for if you're under 50 years old, you can um, you can put up to six thousand dollars a year into it. If you're 50, you could put seven thousand into it because it's called catch up, right? To, to catch up, okay, not catch up that you put on your hamburger, right? So, so um, sadly though, he was only allowed to put in 3,800. He put in a little bit. He doesn't have the full 3,800 right now to put in, so he's put in a little bit um, from his main training account. I think he put about 1200 bucks in. And then what's nice about the Roth IRA account in TD Ameritrade, which he, he literally, while he was in the bathroom, he literally, and here I am just getting ready to show him on the TD Ameritrade website how he could easily just click this button, go here and there on, on your the homepage, and then click this button, you know, uh, start Roth IRA, whatever it was. I was all, here I am preparing that on the kitchen counter for him. He's in the bathroom. And as he, as he came out of the bathroom, I said, hey, look, I want to show you how, to do the Roth IRA, he goes, yeah, I already did it. He did it on a, he did it while he was in the bathroom on his phone. He he started a Roth IRA account, <laughs> and and by the next day, he was able to fund it with an internal transfer from his main trading account, and he and he funded it with profit. You know, he I think he had an extra twelve hundred and fifty in cash that he had made, and he just did the internal transfer. And what's nice about the Roth IRA or even in a regular IRA in TD Ameritrade is you could trade with that. So you, he could just keep trading, doing his he could keep doing his options trading, and he could just blow that up that account. And what's nice about the Roth account is, since you're funding it with 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 um, with um, what's called after tax dollars. In other words, money you've already been income you've already been taxed on technically. Since you're funding it with that, then your contributions are not taxed. Your profit is not taxed when you take it out. So that's the advantage of the Roth IRA. Whereas the regular IRA you you are getting a ta- an IRS tax deduction for that, so that's why when you do withdraw that um, later on in life, you're going to be taxed. But the the advantage of the regular IRA is that you know this is at 59 and a half is when when you're allowed to start taking withdrawing, right? So the 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 concept between the regular IRA is that even though you're taxed on it, you're taxed when you're older, you know, 59 and a half or more. So that you supposedly you're supposed to be technically in a lower tax bracket. So that's the advantage to it. But you know you're locking up that money too because you can't take it out without a penalty. You know what I'm saying? So you know the IRAs. I would only do an IRA honestly if my accountant said to me, you know, if you put whatever six thousand to your or seven thousand, I can do seven. If you do seven thousand in your IRA this year, you could get 
you know, either pay less in taxes or get more of a refund, you know. So, and there were times where I did that. There were times where, sadly, I didn't have the money to even do it. But, you know, there were times where I didn't, I did it. So, you know, that's the advantage of the regular IRA. But the Roth IRA is even better. You know, you don't get a tax credit for it because it's, it's with after-tax dollars. But you can make a gazillion dollars in that account. And when you withdraw it, you're not going to get taxed on it. You're not getting taxed on your contribution. And you're not getting taxed on the profits. That's beautiful. That's huge. You know, for someone, especially my son's age at 23, I swear to you, I, I really think my son is, I, I swear to God, I really think my son is going to have a million dollars before he's 30 years old. I swear to God. He, he's, he knows what he's doing. He's learning. He's not being reckless. He's being conservative. He's learning. I, I really think he's going to have a million before he's, uh, he's 30. I, I really do. Um, so anyway, so he started his Roth. I'm excited about it because that's great for his age. Sadly, though, like this year, you know, he doesn't really plan on working a W-2 job this year because he wants to finish out his bachelor's degree online. You know, and he's trading, making money doing that. Why is he going? So why go work to at McDonald's, right? So most likely, <laughs> he's not going to have any uh, any any earned income. You know, for, at least not in 2021 for next year. So. You know, unless he starts his own little business and makes money with that, then he could then put in, which I think he's gonna he's gonna try and do. So, but at least he got started. He's understanding about the future, and and you know, he's just he's really getting the hang of it. I'm I'm so happy for him. I really am. Well, we had a good time. We studied together. Um, before he started his IRA. I'm happy about his Roth IRA. Uh, he's excited about that. And what else did we do this week? Trying to think. Oh, oh yeah. What really was exciting about these last three weeks. Um, was I had, well, when I was in Virginia over the holidays, I was, you know, looking at log, log cabins. You know, I even I, I had even driven to Georgia, North Georgia, to look at a couple, right? So, I'm, you know, I've been looking for log cabins for the longest time. It's a dream of mine. I'd like to get a nice log cabin on at least 20 acres of land. It'd be great if it had a pond or it was on a lake, but that's kind of a lot to ask. It really is, believe it or not. I'm finding out. Because there's usually something that you're not getting, right? So, so um, you know, I, I reached out to, to two people also um, when I was in Virginia over the holidays. And, you know, one and the, both cabins were in Virginia. And um, uh, so I just spoke to the I just spoke to the uh, to the to the agents of the owners. And for whatever reason, I, 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 I one I couldn't see because it was a hot around the holidays and. The owners had guests, or whatever the case may be. The other one, I think, I think the owner didn't even get a hold back, didn't get back to me until I was already back in New York. So, but anyway, the point of the story is, I did reach out um, when I now that I'm in was in Virginia for the last three weeks. I did reach out to the the two people involved and to set up appointments. And I was gonna go check out this one that was about three and a half hours away from where I was in Virginia. Virginia is actually a pretty long state, you know, and this one log cabin was, was at the very, like, if you could, if you could picture the state of Virginia, it looks like a flag, like a pennant, like a high school or college pennant. So that put this, this particular log cabin was, it was on 13 acres and it was in the, in the area of Virginia, which is at the point of the pennant, which is kind of cool. It is a nice area of Virginia. I mean, it seems nice. I've never been to that section. But it, what's cool about that section of Virginia is 
I mean, it may be in the middle of nowhere. I'm not really sure. It may be. It's possible. But what's kind of cool about that section of Virginia is that if you go 20, like 20 minutes north, you're in, you're in, uh, you're in Kentucky. You go 20 minutes south, you're in Tennessee, and I think you're very close to North Carolina as well. You know, uh, it actually, it actually, and this property was on the, the Tennessee border. It was just like it was the exit just before the sign said "Welcome to Tennessee." So yeah, I guess I guess the westerly border of this tip was Tennessee, and then the southern border of the tip is North Carolina and Tennessee, something like that. But, you know, for a motorcycle rider like me, that's kind of a nice place to be, you know, because you can just do some nice riding in Kentucky, Tennessee, and, 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 and North Carolina. So it really is a nice, you know, for a motorcycle, a motorcycle touring rider like me, that really is a nice place to be. <laughs> so I was excited about that, and, um, and I did set up an appointment um, you know, to go see it. And I would have had to stay in a hotel overnight because it was three and a half hours away, you know. But you know what? We did have some snow on and off. And and this particular day of the appointment, that, you know, that next day when I had stayed over, when I was going to stay over supposedly and then come back, it was supposed to snow. You know, and I didn't want to chance it. Um, you know, because I had to leave the truck for my son. I had my four-door sedan, which, you know, is probably not... I mean, it's okay, but I would have preferred to have the truck in the snow, right? Like when I took it to North Georgia, it was nice. So anyway, so I was a little, you know, somewhat hesitant, but I did want to see this cabin, right? And I already had an appointment to see this other cabin um, the following Saturday, which was yesterday, because today's Sunday, the 20-whatever, 22nd or whatever. So I already had that one appointment, and um, but I wanted to try and see this, uh, this, this little one, you know, first. And this little one was half the price. It's on 13 acres. And, you know, could be in the middle of nowhere. I'm not really sure, you know. So, but the funny thing was, I'm talking to the owner. This is an old timer that's selling the place, right? And every time I spoke to this guy, and it was really only three times. I think it was one time back in January when I was in New York. Um, I think it was the second time in January when I told him, okay, I'll, I'll probably be in Virginia like the first or second week in February. You know, and then again this week, and every time I called this guy, you know, when I would ask him, you know, how's is you know probably still available, you know, how's every, you know, can I still see it? He, and every single time I, I spoke to this guy, he said the same thing. He said, "Well, you know, we're getting close, we're getting close." So, so like the third time when I spoke to him last week, the, you know, for the third time, and he said again, I said, I said, I said, uh, can you tell me what the, what do you mean by that? It's getting close. I mean, are you getting an offer? Is it, you know, what's going on with that? Because it's like, it's like being half pregnant, right? You know, we're getting close. I mean, either you get an offer or you don't. Well, what's going on? Well, you know, one guy's, you know, getting financing. I said, okay, well, so did you, did, did he give you an offer? No, no. Did you, well, did you accept an offer from him? No. Okay, so he's just telling you what you want to hear then. And then he's like, oh, yeah, this other lady, she wants to see it, but this, there was a snowstorm and... I said, okay, so you know, you didn't get an offer now. So what is it that you're getting close about? I mean, I don't want to be rude to the guy, but really, what is it that you're getting close about? You know? <laughs> so so anyway, um, you know, I, I scheduled to see it. I told him I was going to stay over for the night, blah, blah, blah. And then I got to tell you something. That night, and I'm normally not anxious. I, I don't have anxiety. I don't. I'm fortunate like that. And that night, I swear to you, I woke up at like 2.30 in the morning. I just... I guess my subconscious took over, and I just didn't feel right 
about A, making the trip, you know, with the possible snow the next day, the three and a half hour trip, you know, stuff like that. I really, I was anxious about that. Plus, I was, I, I guess what really got me, what really woke me up was I was thinking that this house is, this log cabin, although the price is great, it was half the price of the other place that I was going to go see the following Saturday, but it's, 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 it was almost half the acreage, right? And it was actually like a third to a quarter of the square footage of the building. And it was really like a rustic cabin. It was really this guy's hunting cabin. That's really what it was. And you, yeah, you could probably live there all year round. I'm sure it was, you know, winterizing, had heat and stuff like that. I had a fireplace like I wanted. But it was kind of on the rustic side. It was all one level, just two bedrooms, one bathroom. And and I think what finally like would woke me up, honestly, was I think that I finally realized that, yeah, this 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 cabin doesn't even have a washer or dryer. Like I already started thinking how like I want to redo the kitchen, the bathroom, and all this stuff, and I'm thinking. I don't want a cabin I got to start redoing. I'm not looking for a project at this point in my life. You know, and but what I think really woke me up, seriously, is that I it, I realized that it didn't even have a wall, like a laundry facilities. I'm like, I'm not going to live like that. I'm not going to live like Rump, uh, Rumpelstiltskin or Ted Kaczynski. That's not what I'm looking for. You know, <laughs> so that's what woke me up. And I decided, you know what, this isn't for me. It's not a good fit. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not. So I just call, I just texted him the next day and I said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the snow. And that was it. I'm not coming. That's all I said to him. And I didn't even read his response back to me in text. I couldn't care less because I'm done with it now. I'm not even interested. It's off the table. It's not a good fit for me. I told my son. He's like, okay. I said, we'll go see the place on Saturday. He's like, no, okay, no problem. Because I was thinking, you know what? Double the price. I'm getting more than double for it. I'm getting 20 acres of land. I'm getting a house instead of 800 square feet. This one's got 2,600 square feet. It's more than three times the square footage. It's a, it's almost twice as much in acreage. Instead of 13, it's um, 20, right? Um, and yeah, of course, the taxes are more. That's again, you know, you get what you pay for, right? And what the point is, this other, this other cabin, it's not in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's near like some major cities, and and that means major hospitals, veterinary care for the dogs. You know, things like that. That's important. You know, internet access. Um, you know, signs of life, socialization. Even though you know we're at a new normal with that, but still, you still want to be. You know, you know, you still want to be able to socialize, right? You know, you, it's just now's not the time. I mean, I guess you know, part of me feels like it's a good time to disappear in the mountains, but you know, in reality, is that a quality of life, though? Seriously. You know, and I, I came through realization, no, and I, and my son agrees, right? So, that was that. So he was okay with seeing the the other place on uh, the following Saturday, which was yesterday. Um, another good thing too, actually, for this trip coming down was I had already decided before I left in January that I'm no longer going to do surveillances anymore. You know, uh, for for the two uh, investigation firms I was working for. Because I finally realized it wasn't worth it. And I'm so happy that I made that decision back in uh, towards the end of January. I'm very, very happy about that. Because, you know, it's, it's important to be self-aware. And you constantly should reassess what, what's going on with you in your life. And what makes you happy. What doesn't make you happy. Clearly, it's, it's, it's easier to... 
to, to realize what doesn't make you happy. And at some point, it'd be nice if you realize what does make you happy, right? But again, step one is, is realizing what doesn't make you happy. And if it doesn't make you happy, stop doing it. So I decided I'm no longer doing these, these investigations. I was getting 35 bucks an hour. It wasn't worth it. You know, even just a four-hour deal, because I couldn't do eight-hour eight hour surveillances anymore like I used to. And even the four-hour surveillances were just not even worth it, sitting in the car for four hours. Because it's a four-hour surveillance. I got to drive at least a half hour there to get there, a half hour back. Sometimes it was an hour each way. So now I'm, I'm working six hours for, to make four, four, four hours worth of money. I'm putting wear and tear on my car, mileage. I can get into an accident. I can get killed. I've been getting recently confronted by people in the street, by neighbors and stuff like that. In fact, the other, the last, the last time, probably the last surveillance I did, the, the target's son approached me. You know, I mean, he, he just thought I was some drug dealer in the neighborhood because he saw me sitting, you know, down the block. So, you know, I don't need this in my life. I don't. It's not worth it. It's not worth the money. It, I needed it before because I needed the extra money. Again, as a struggling cop, and even even once I retired, I still needed extra money. You know, you do what you got to do, right? I get that, and that's what I did. But now I'm I'm doing so much better with the, with my my options trading that I seriously, it just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. So I finally decided I'm not going to do this anymore, and 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 even to to you know to to. Uh, to you know, to nail that, to to nail that, uh, or hammer that nail into, into that coffin, the video camera that I had to use, in addition to my phone, I went ahead and I brought it down to Virginia to give it to my son because he wants to start taking videos with it. And he's good with that technical stuff, a lot better than me, and he could you know live stream it. And it's a nice HD camera that I have. It was an expensive camera that I bought. It was like a nine hundred dollar camera I bought a few years ago when I started doing surveillances. And, um, and I gave it to him. I'm like, here, I don't need it anymore. And he was happy for me that I wasn't doing surveillances anymore. And he was happy to get the camera. And he did research on it, YouTube videos on how to do this, how to do that. Because all I, all I knew how to do was put the SD card and push the button for record, pretty much, you know, and, and set the clock. So he, he could figure out, because he wants to start doing videos and things like that. So, you know, in addition, he, in, instead he just using his phone, you know. So it's good for him. So he's happy about that. But I'm, I'm really happy about that because that really is... You know, it's important to, to, if you could swing it, if you could afford it, it's important to stop something that's not good for you. And this, this got to the point, doing these surveillances got to the point where it was not good for me anymore. It was not safe. It wasn't healthy. You know, sometimes I had to be at a, at a location at 6 a.m. To, to catch a guy going to work or something like that. You know, and now I'm getting up in the wintertime and it's dark at, you know, getting up at 4 or 5 and... It's disrupting the household and all this stuff. You know, it's just not, it just, it wasn't working anymore. And, and you know, you do when you need the money, right, obviously. But thank God I, I didn't need the money anymore. I did not need the money anymore. I do not need the money anymore. And thank God I'm done with it. And, and, and that, it's, it was, it's like a revelation, you know, an like an epiphany. It's such a good feeling. It's such a weight off my shoulders. It really is. So, you know, for you guys and gals, if you if you have something that's weighing heavily on you and it's not working for you anymore and you can afford to not do it or if it doesn't involve money and you just, you know, know you got to stop doing it, like whether it's a bad relationship, you know, something like that, I, you know, I urge you to, to, to you know, to take a moment or several moments and 
and I know I spoke about this before, but take, you know, take some time to yourself and just, you know, assess whatever it is that's weighing on you. Assess, do I need this? How, you know, can, can I do without it? Or, or should I move on from this situation? Or could I get out of it? What could I do to get out of it? What could I do to move on? And, and just do, do whatever it is you got to do to get out of that situation. And I spoke about this before. I know when it comes to relationships, those things are hard. And I know when it comes to employment, if you need the money, yes, it's hard. Right? I get that. I just hope that as much as maybe you're not, you know, you don't get excited about me talking about, you know, finances and trading options and blah, blah, blah. I hope that that at least you just sit, sit back and say, so, well, how can I improve my finances? You know, what can I do financially for me and my family? You know, can I do something and, and avoid this extra uh, part-time job? Can I do, you know, just find something to do. Well, again, whether it's online, you know, whatever you got to do, you know, find something you could do to supplement, you know, working that extra job if, if you got to go schlep to it or whatever the case may be. Or if it's taking time away from your family. You know, instead, can you just be home and then when your family's sleeping, go online and try and learn something and, and learn how to generate some money online. So, you know, become self-aware. And I, I just hope that you just sit back and look at your finances because, again, it's not about getting rich. It's not about, it's not a scheme or multi-level marketing. It's about, you know, making money smarter to get rid of your debt, you know, to help pay with monthly bills, to give more time for you, your family, and, and things like that. That's really what it's about. So, so you know, you know take, a, take some time to just sit back and, and see where your finances are and see what can you do to, to make things better for yourself. You know, that's what it's about, right? Because I know, again, money a year doesn't make you happy, but... <sighs> You know, we could all we could talk about that all day. We could debate that all day, right? You know my point. Of, you know, you know my stance on it, all right? So, and you know, but if your stance is, you know, money, you know, I don't, I don't need money to make me happy, really. You like struggling to pay your bills. You like working two or three jobs. You like, you know, again, that's up to you. So just assess your situation, and and if and I, I hope you guys get to the point where maybe you don't have to work some part-time job that that you're um. You know, that's just taking time away and really in the big scheme of things, the big picture, it's not really worth it. You may come to that realization. And if you do, I hope you come to that realization and, and make a decision. You know, so that's why for me, it's stopping these BS jobs and all this stuff. It's just, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done. I don't need it. Thank God I don't need it. And I just hope that you get, you guys get to that point, you guys and gals. And you know what's sad is that, and it's funny, my son and I, we were watching a little bit of TV together, you know, this, these last three weeks. And, and he likes, you know, Kitchen Nightmares with, with Gordon Ramsay. You know, and I like that, that stuff too, being that, you know, I, would, I, I was a kitchen manager at one time and a, a restaurant manager. So I, I, do, I, like, I do like watching that stuff. <clears throat> um, and um, so we were watching it on his uh, on on his TV, and you know, and there there are well, one common denominator in regards to that was every, every any any situation where well, first of all, every situation in the kitchen was a nightmare, right? Because the kitchen is really the, the it's the heart of the restaurant. It really is, especially for a sit down restaurant. 
because that's where you could lose a lot of money in your food care costs. That's where you you know you can go crazy with labor costs and and food spoilage and all this stuff and just putting out a crappy product that you see on Kitchen Nightmares, right? But what the common denominator was, and what what's sad is that in every situation, the owner, you know, and the margins on a restaurant are very, 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 very small. You're lucky if you make it, you make 10% profit. Seriously. So the common denominator on, on all these failed restaurants was that they didn't have a kitchen manager because you really even on these these smaller family mom and pop rest, restaurants you need a kitchen manager a designated kitchen manager to make sure that the walk-in freezer or refrigerator isn't a nightmare like you see every time you know to make sure food is the you know quality of food is being prepared that there's a certain consistent quality to make sure the food's getting out on time and it's not crappy food so that was the that's really the problem with these restaurants is they don't have a the the it's all about it's always management that's really what it comes down to but the most important thing is a kitchen manager maybe not a front in the house manager maybe the owner could do that since the owner's usually in the front of the house anyway but the a kitchen a designated kitchen manager and it's they can't be the same chef or your son who went to culinary school for a year and he thinks he's a chef which you always see right it can't be that it's got to be a designated kitchen manager but to get to my point about kitchen nightmares is that what's really sad and my son and i because we see things differently now now that we see how much money could be made in a stock market it just in general just owning dividend stocks just in general at a small scale but more so at the level we're at of trading stock options and, and making crazy money you know as we're watching these families crying and breaking up and, and fighting and arguing and and you know you know the I think the average restaurant owner was ready to shut their doors and they owe 300 grand 500 grand and my son and I are watching it's like my god if you instead of you know you had to borrow money or put your own money up for this mom and pop restaurant right which was your dream and all this stuff and I get it because it used to be my dream at one time too you know so I get that but you know what's sad is my son and I realizing realizing that you know my god instead of putting the 500 grand or borrowing 500 right to open this restaurant or 200 or 100 whatever it is you know instead of that kind of money imagine if you had that money in the market and you're making 20% on your money every month standing on your head, 30% on your money, 10% on your money, and you're not working 18 hour days in a restaurant and your family's broken apart, right? I mean, that's that's the common theme in, in these Kitchen Nightmare episodes, right? But how, if you look, but look at the big picture financially, how sad is that these people are struggling just to, to keep their restaurant, to keep their investment. They're killing themselves. That's sad. And I, and I bet in every case, all right, let's say let's say maybe one guy really was his dream and he has to have a restaurant, but I would pr- I'm pretty sure in 9 out of 10 of those cases, if those people had known that they could have made more money or the same or whatever the case may be in it, with that same investment just sitting on their butt with their phone or their computer making trading stock op- options, it, I bet 9 out of 10 of them would, would have said, you know what? Restaurant's nice, but I think I'd rather sit home, make money, and then I'll just go to other people's restaurants and enjoy and critique if I want to. Am I right? Seriously. So, that was kind of funny. Um, but anyway, let me get to the highlight. The highlight, or actually not the, well, 
the highlight of this episode was that I, I started a new financial leg to my journey. I'm so excited about that, and I can't wait to continue to share that with you. Um, but but the other highlight or the, uh, what's the word, the, uh, the showstopper maybe, was yesterday, going to see this cabin yesterday. Oh, my God. Right? 20 acres of land. The house is over 2,600 square feet. It's beautiful. Uh, I think it was built in like 2005 by the seller. So it's, it's the original owner. So I would be the second owner. And and honestly, if I because I was kind of looking, thinking about, because when I was looking for log cabins, like I said, I, I, I there was always something going on. Either something was missing in what I wanted, whether it was the amount of acreage, the size of the cabin, where it was, whether it had a pond, it didn't have a stock bass pond, whatever, or it had some kind of like ridiculous structure next to it, some barn, you know, dilapidated barn or a metal building next to my cabin. Like, who wants that? But I guess those people need it. I get that, but I don't want that. I don't need some metal structure or silo or or horse horse barn you know, or horse ring. I don't need, that's not what I want, but so so many cab or just a, a simple thing like the fireplace. I just want a nice stone or stone fireplace, you know, a good portion of the, of the wall, you know? I don't want these things that, with the pipe sticking out of the wall that you see, or these wood stoves. I didn't want that. So I can't tell you how many log cabins I looked at in like six different states online, and even physically, I go, went to visit them, that just didn't have what I wanted. So I started looking at maybe buying, I, I said to myself, I wonder if I should just buy land where I know it's got a nice lake on it or a nice pond or it's lakefront or riverfront and I'll just get the cabin built the way I want it. So, you know, when I was doing that kind of research, I had an idea how, to, how I wanted the cabin to look like and how, I big, how much room I needed. Right, so this particular cabin, honestly, it's actually more than I probably would have ordered because this one, it, it had the two levels which I wanted. It had the master bedroom on one floor, on the main floor, which I wanted. I don't, I don't want to deal with stairs anymore. I'm getting older. I don't want to do that. So it had the master bedroom with my own bathroom on the main floor. It had, you know, it had a nice kitchen, right? It had the beautiful fireplace that I want, wood burning, not gas, not stovepipe, not whatever else you want to call it. You know, it had the fireplace I wanted. Um, it had the upstairs loft. Um, that I was looking for, and it had, it, and I wanted at least one bedroom upstairs with a, another bath upstairs, you know, for my older boy, and then you know my younger one if he wanted to come stay with me or, or visit or whatever. So, so this cabin not only did it have that, but it also had a garage that I I probably wouldn't have paid extra to get because I don't think I would have needed a garage as much as I I would have loved it, but I may not have want to spend I don't know the extra twenty grand on a garage, let's say. But this had the two-car garage with it, and above that was an extra bedroom. So, in other words, the lower level, and of course it had a nice front porch, which I wanted, and it had the 20 acres, but the lower level of the cabin had a decent kitchen, it had a dining room, it had um, the fireplace living room, it had the master bedroom with bathroom, it had beautiful laundry facilities in a separate mud room, right? And upstairs, it had this loft area. Then it had, in addition to the loft area, it had two other bedrooms, or two bedrooms, and and a, and a full bath. And and again, on the lower level, it had a half bath for guests not using my bathroom, walking through my bedroom. So this was a really, and, and this was a very nice cabin. This is something more 
than I would have ordered, but you know what? I probably would have ordered it this way in the end of it anyway. So the cabin was beautiful. It was the, you know, it was um, the original owner. It wasn't falling down, dilapidated. It wasn't some hunting cabin that they started to spruce up a little bit. It wasn't rustic. It was a nice, true log cabin, beautiful, that I would, that I would actually want. And it was on 20 acres of land, and it was in an area that was very, very nice. It was, it was, you know, an hour and a half from one big city, an hour from another big city, just the way I wanted. You know, slightly removed. Maybe that's the expression. Slightly removed. Yet, I wasn't in the middle of nowhere. There were hospitals, veterinary care. There was a beautiful lake. Uh, there's a beautiful lake 15 minutes away. With really nice, And I don't really like big lakes, but this one had so many different little coves and nooks and crannies. That's perfect for a kayak. You know? And I may even want to get a bass boat, which I kind of always wanted. So, the lake was beautiful. The property was beautiful. And on top of it, there's adjoining land for sale by another seller. Another 24 acres. Oh, my God. If I could swing both of those, if I could end up with the log cabin I want on 45 acres of land or 44, 46 acres of land in a nice part of Virginia, oh, my God. That's, to me, that's, that's quite an accomplishment. And quite a, le- a legacy to leave to my kids. And I think I could pull it off. I might not be able to get the both properties right now. I know I can get the cabin on the 20 acres. I'm going to try and see if I can get that extra piece as well. I'm so excited about it. My son was so excited. It was just, that was really the icing on the cake of this trip. And now probably tonight I'll even go online and just start applying for the mortgage. And, and see where that takes me. But I'm oh, so excited about that. Really, I really am so excited about that. And I'll keep you guys posted on that because it's so exciting. It's a dream for me. You know, it's a dream I've been wanting for years and years and years. And now it may be a reality. Oh, so excited about that. Um, so, I mean, you know, I guess the, the takeaway here is, again, I'm trying not for this to be about me. But I, there's nothing, I, I don't know any other way to do it um, to convey to you or share with you without it being about me, right? Um, so I just, I just hope that, that, you know, you just, whatever your dreams are, just keep going for them. Keep going for them. And, you know, and even if I don't get this, yeah, I'll be devastated a little bit, you know. But it's not the end of the world because, you know what, maybe six months from now when I'm probably in a better financial situation where I know I could get both those properties, maybe something else will come along. Ah, you know, I'm not going to wait because I know I've, I've been looking and there's really not a lot. I don't think an opportunity like this is going to come up again anytime soon, although it could. So that's why I am going to jump on it. But again, if it doesn't happen... You know, it's not the end of the world, you know, but I'm going to try and make it happen because I, I think I think this is good for me and my family, my boys. I think it's going to be good for everybody involved. And my dog, I brought her with me. Oh, my God. She loved it. She loved it. I kept her in the truck the whole time while we were, you know, looking at because I'm not going to bring in somebody's house. So I kept her in the truck and she was cool. And then when I uh, when we got out, you know, the owners were the said the, the owners were there. 
and they were dog people too, so they were like, they were excited about it. So I let the dog out, and she was running all over, so excited, slipping on the snow and ice, and smelling all the different smells of the wildlife and stuff, because there were, there were deer on the property, there were turkey on the property. Um, it, it was just so nice, it really was. And what was nicer too, was that, and I had mentioned this before, because I, you know, in uh, when I was in, um, for the holidays, in December in Virginia, it was, it was nice. I was still riding my motorcycle. And I don't know if you remember this from one of my other podcasts, but I did take a nice ride to check out a log cabin, which seemed nice online. But as soon as I pulled down the block, there were like trailers and campers and, you know, people with refrigerators on their front porch. And I'm like, this isn't for me. But And, and I was just hoping that this place that we saw yesterday was not that. And, and, I, and as we got close, in fact... In fact, from the main highway to this property, which is probably maybe, I don't know, was it 20 minutes off the main exit or 40 minutes? I forget. But the point is from the whole time, I think it was about 40 minutes maybe. Yeah, I think it was. Maybe 40 minutes. 40 minutes from the, from the main highway. The whole ride from that main highway to this property was beautiful. I mean, beautiful curvy roads that I would love to, you know, to take my motorcycle on. And as we get closer to, you know, we passed by that lake, which was gorgeous. You know, we took a road right over it, which was really nice. And then as we got closer to this property, the homes were nice. There were big, big properties, you could see, some farms, but there were nice homes, not like run-down farms that I've seen in other parts of Virginia. These were farms that people were, you know, I guess they had the money or the economy was in such a way that they were keeping up their properties. You know, the house, it was a nice, uh, a lot of property, but the house was a nice house as well. It was like a, almost like a, uh, you know, like a uh, plantation type mansion, right? You know, or, or nice log cabins, things like that. So as we got closer and closer, um, uh, because this actual this this log cabin is which is nice about it is it's part of I guess with an equestrian development where really it's it's supposed to attract people that want to have horses and barns and things like that you know um, and so I guess the lots are either 10 acres or 20 acres that's what minimum that's what it, this owner's uh, lot was 20 acres and that's why the owner bought this lot years ago was strictly they had intentions of clearing some of the trees and putting up a, a barn and stalls for the horses they, they, they just not never never got you know they never had the finances I guess to do that portion of their project or of their dream I should say which is sad in a way um, you know but but as we got closer we could see that there were nice horse properties you know and even when I finally went down the main the, the, the final street the dead-end street of this property it was beautiful it was paved you know it wasn't crappy gravel it was paved the homes were nice, you know, nice front gates and, you know, uh, it was just so nice, so nice. And I'm so, so excited. I was so excited to see it. I mean, I really was. So just whatever your dreams are, just keep at it, everybody. Just keep it your dreams. Get rid of the crap in your life. You know, you know, get your finances together so you can live your dreams. And, and just, just listen to what I'm saying and see if anything works for you if anything is sparking a little fire in your butt that that's all i can hope for thanks for listening this is angelo q have a great week i'll speak to you as soon as i can thank you